0: Hey, thank you so much for downloading the episode in this show. We talk a little bit about death and taxes, a little bit about health and men and why they never go to the doctor when they should, unless they have a naggy wife or girlfriend or partner. We're also getting into some more Huggly and awkward moments One with a little bit of an international flair this week So hopefully you will continue Sending in your awkward moments We are loving them and you are knocking out of the park Thank you so much We also talk a little bit about things that kids break All the expensive stuff That they have ruined including My own personal stories of things that I have broken As a child and of course Paula has a few as well Thank you so much and enjoy the show it's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? Women look at their ass all the time in the mirror. Men don't. They're looking at their dick. Paula? You are know, take it out of my butt.
1: Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth. It is episode two forty nine ugh, ugh. happy wednesday everybody our second show of the week it is here although last week producer dub neglected to release our show on time so it came out a day late oh the sunday show no, our Wednesday show last week went out on Thursday. Oh, it did. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: getting all confused because I thought one of our Sunday shows came out on Monday.
0: No, it came out on. No, he's really good about the Sunday shows, but this new show, you know, eventually things start to slip up. Things get messy, it's and true. Uh, you know, and this then it obvious, all goes to hell. <laughs> and then It all goes to hell after two whole weeks, which is typical of us, right? <laughs> like, who are we kidding? We are not put together very well. No, he. we were on our way to bed last week. We were on our way to bed. And he goes, oh, my God. And I go, what? He goes, I didn't do your show. And I said, I don't even know what to say to you right now, because I didn't know you didn't do our show either, because <laughs> it's like, I didn't. Usually, I rag on him quite a bit. I'm like, hey, so uh, yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday. Have you done our show yet? I'll get to it. <laughs> and so... As enthusiastic of a fan that he is, and he is, he loves us a lot, he is also just like everybody else and waits till the last second. Sure. So it happens. But this week he promises that everything, the show, will be released on a Wednesday. So here you go. Happy, happy day. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to Ugly Truth. I'm Jamie with my sister Paula. If you are one of our new listeners, welcome. And uh, you never knew that there was only one show. You are part of the new generation. Isn't that exciting? How many times am I going to punch my microphone this week, I wonder? I don't know. I've done it three times. How many times am
1: I going to put everybody on mute so I can cough my head off?
0: (laughs) Yeah. How many times are you going to do that? Many times. Probably. Um, Okay. So uh, my daughter Mackenzie moved out a couple of months ago. She's you know living life on her own now. With it went her little black cat, Baxter, who... I just love Baxter. He was so cool. He was one of the coolest cats ever. Mm-hmm. And we miss him terribly. But, you know, and of course, I told you, because uh, we have two cats already. We have two older senior cats. Mm-hmm. And we love Isabel and Angelica. They're great kitties. But, you know, they're old now and they don't do anything. They just kind of take up space and eat and poo. And that's all they do now. And that's what retired animals should do. They've earned the right to rest until they die. Mm-hmm. But I was pretty heartbroken when Mackenzie moved out and then added the add that to her cat leaving. I was pretty sad. And so Daryl, who cannot stand seeing me sad, said, you know, I know I'm a real hard ass about it, but if you want to get another cat, you can. (laughs) And I said, well, I appreciate that, but I think we're going to wait because it's just, you know, we've got a lot going on and I don't really have time to, to take care of a kitten right now. So strangely though the world works in mysterious ways there has been a phantom kitty showing up at our house in the middle of the night and hanging around and it's a little black cat and it's been it's so cute it's not a kitten but it's you know probably younger probably a year or two old and it just shows up and the first time it showed up I thought it was Baxter (laughs) because it was so weird Mm -hmm. because he'd only been gone for like a week and I'm like Baxter and the cat looked at me, and and it was obviously not Baxter, but it it was so strange. And I thought, isn't that funny how the world sometimes works, where when you really need something, it kind of just lands in your lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't believe in fate and stuff like that necessarily, but sometimes I think the planets align and give you what you need when you need it the most. Yeah. So I asked Daryl. I said, we, "Let's put some food and water out on the patio, because you know we have a." we have security so it's a motion sensor camera so we can always see when he shows up and he's been showing up anytime between 11 and 2 or 3 a.m. and just kind of wanders around and hangs out on the front porch and just kind of chills. And so uh, I said let's put some food and water out and see if he'll eat it. He goes, "No, you're going to we're going to bring skunks to the house cuz they eat cat food." Oh. And I said, "Oh, come on." And so he wouldn't do it and so finally I did it. Mm-hmm. I put the cat food out there. No skunks have shown up, but our little phantom kitty keeps showing up and eating the food and hanging out. And then he, I think he's sleeping under the big window in our house because it's kind of warm under there because mm-hmm. I think the dryer vent is over there. And so he sleeps over there at night and then around 3 a.m. we see him leave. And so I said, isn't this great? Now, I am I mean, I, I haven't been able to like get him. He's kind of feral, so I probably will never get to pet him. But it's really cool that I have this little black cat that visits and it kind of like fills that little void of missing Baxter. I thought it was really sweet. It like, is. I sometimes... wonder if he belongs
1: to somebody.
0: You know, I don't know. Uh, most of the neighbors around here are petless. Oh, uh, they have dogs, uh, but are like our really great neighbors, and I can't remember the name of the husband, Pat and something. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, golden retriever who passed away last year, Abby. Aww. and they just. Can't. I mean, first of all, they can't even talk about her. Like, it hurts their heart so much that they can't even like talk about it. Their vet came to put the the baby. They put their dog down at home because they didn't. They, the idea of driving it to the vet to go to sleep was like just too much.
1: God, I know.
0: Now that they have this thing where vets will come to your home, I think that's wonderful. Except like when Bodega dies, which will be in like a long time because he's pretty young for his mm-hmm. for his breed. He's 80, he's 85 pounds. What am I gonna do? Yeah. You know our, we have we have redwood trees surrounding us so it's like you can't even dig without cutting through like three feet of, of uh, roots. So it's like I can't bury him in the backyard. Well you know, we're not gonna live here forever. so what am I supposed to do with an 80 pound carcass right? Well
1: you can have him cremated, but I mean gosh, I don't know. maybe but they do to- it
0: and then the, you take it back to the vet. Well, I mean, I mean, to me, the the transportation of your dead pet would be worse Ah. than just taking it to the vet and letting them deal with it. See, I think about
1: my cat, Toby, if I had to put him in like a little crate and take him to the vet, he would be freaked out. He would be so freaked out. Oh, yeah. And then that's what we're going to do to him. I'd be like, it would be just
0: the worst experience. It would be traumatic for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it would be. So a home visit for a cat would would be doable. That would be
1: totally way better because he would be calm. And I mean, of course, he'd be scared when someone Mm -hmm. came over. But you know,
0: but if they're dying, and maybe you can give them a little something to calm them down. Yeah, it's true. You know, because I'm with you. Like, if I had known, I don't. Th- I think this is somewhat of a new practice, by the way, of vets coming to the home. You know, as as something that they will do. It seems to be more on trend now. But really, when your dog or cat was sick and dying, you took it to the vet and they dealt with it. But right. Yeah, we
1: didn't know when we took our cat to get checked out that we were going to be euthanizing at the same time.
0: Right, that's true. That is true. But with a dog, like a a very large dog, to me, I should say, having it put down at home is definitely a sweet and loving thing. But then there's the reality of an 80 to 100 pound animal that is dead that you've got to do something with. That to me would be more traumatic. For me, mm-hmm. it would be more traumatic. To to say goodbye to it at, at a vet's office. And now the way that they do it, if you're at a really great vet, they have a special room. You know, it's it's very it's not clinical. They they really cater to the the relationship that you have with your pet. So it's not like it used to be, but I mean it's a reality that when mm. you put your dog down that then you have to deal with that. Situation, so I wouldn't do the vet visit unless absolutely. Like if I lived on a farm or something, I might, but not in suburbia.
1: Yeah, it's just it's unpleasant. I think no matter where you do it,
0: it is. And I don't even know how we got on the subject, but we were going to talk about death and taxes anyway. That's true uh, because everybody's getting their W Mm twos. It's time to file, and this is the last year before all the tax laws change. So uh, you know. I don't know if that's... It depends on your tax bracket, I assume, if it's good or bad. But you said you already did your taxes? I already did my taxes. Wow, I've you're finished, so fast.
1: Well, I, the only reason why I was fast is because we got all of our W-2 stuff early. Yeah. And so oh. usually you don't get them until like February, you know? Right, Like the first right. or second week of February. Yeah. But we had everything we
0: needed by like the... 24th of january wow that's great well i believe i believe that companies legally have to release your tax information before like the the end of february yeah they have until
1: the last no the last week of january they have to do it before the last day of january i didn't know that i thought it was february for some reason Uh -uh. Mm. and so that's why a lot of people get theirs like the first or second week of february it just depends Mm. on the mail cycle god that means
0: i can do mine Ugh.
1: Yeah, but, um, <laughs> so we were happy because, you know, Victor's daughter was with us for basically a year when she so get to, moved yeah. here. So we had three dependents. It's Christmas. It was, <laughs> well, I always view tax returns as like a first offer. It's just like, well, this is what we think we want. And then they're but just take like, a look at this slip of paper that I'm sliding over to you. Right. <laughs> and they're just, well, based on these credit card companies that you didn't pay, this is what we think, this is what we're saying you're going to get. And we're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not what we wanted, but okay. Yeah, I guess we'll accept that. It's a negotiation. We did the state tax, too. And that one's taking a long time, which I don't know why. But
0: Well, somebody, uh, I don't even remember where I saw it, but a friend of mine, I, I assume it was on social media, said that you couldn't even file them yet. Like, it was, I i just got the notification that I can file my taxes now. That was like a week ago. So it wasn't even open for filing yet. And so maybe because you were premature, not not in a bad way, like that old boyfriend that you had, but like, (laughs) like, uh, you were so, you were, you were prepared way early. And so it's just sitting in a queue waiting to process.
1: Oh, maybe that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cause it just says it's processing. Are you
0: going to be happy with your outcome?
1: Yes, definitely. We shall. So we're trying to talk about, you know, what's the responsible thing to do with our, with our oh, yes. return, and isn't
0: that uh, always the
1: discussion we all go through? I know, and you know, it, mm-hmm. as little or as much as you get, it just—it's never enough. It just seems not. like it's just never enough,
0: you know, unless you <laughs> get like a million dollars. Well, we're not that—we're not those people. No, we are. We not get excited about twelve hundred dollars. Yes, that's a big win in this house. So yeah, I know what you're saying. So I do well you know speaking of uh, death and taxes, I read a story today and you probably saw it too uh, this this guy I don't remember where it was I, it was on the East Coast he bought a scratcher. And he won a million bucks. Oh my God. I know. And so after he got his winnings, because he I think he cashed out, which I think most people would. Yeah. For a million. I mean, you, you only get like eight hundred, what, seven or eight hundred grand if you cash out, but what or whatever the taxes are. Right. He cashed out and he had he had a girlfriend and a daughter, I believe. And he said, you know, I haven't been to the doctor in a really long time and I haven't been feeling well. So I'm going to go to the doctor oh my now that God. I have all this money. And then I'm going to go on vacation, buy a car. He was a carpenter, goes to the doctor and finds out he has stage four cancer. <laughs> he died two weeks later.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Talk about the highs and the lows of life. He won money. He won a million bucks and he was dead in a month. That's Crazy. Is that not is that not the ultimate death and taxes
1: story? Well, how can you say like I've just not been feeling well? Like how can you have stage 4 <laughs> cancer and not be feeling well? Like is it possible
0: Let, to Paula? <laughs> is it pos, is it possible to just like not know? I think he knew, which is why he went to the doctor. When they showed the picture of him with his winnings, Paula, he looked like he had and I and I say this with Every bit of gravity, I mean, he looked like he had been in a concentration camp. He was ill. Very, very ill. He had that weird coloring. He looked like a skeleton with skin. I mean, seriously, why didn't anybody encourage this man to go a year ago? Well, maybe they did. I'm sure know. they did. You know how stubborn men are with doctors? Yeah. I mean, this is why they say married men live longer because they are nagged to go to the doctor all the time. Because women are so intuitive with their men, you know. When you're married to a man, it's like, I'm looking at you. You are yellow. Go to the doctor. right? You know, I'm looking at you. You clearly, there's something going on with that thing on your arm. Go to the doctor. Whereas a single guy will just go, eh, it'll heal. Eh, it'll look, it'll be fine. I remember one time I went to the lake. This was uh, probably about a decade ago. We were having one of these really bad heat waves where Folsom Lake was basically a pond. Right. It was super low. But we wanted to go uh, and check it out for some reason. And it was probably 100 degrees at like 11 o'clock in the morning. It was one oh, of those just god really miserable days in Sacramento. And so we had pulled into like Beals Point, which is a lake around here. And there was an older gentleman Uh, running. You know those crazy people that run no matter what the weather Mm -hmm. is? I hate those people. It's so unsafe. It's so unhealthy. Anyway, he's running. He's probably 125 pounds. He's he's maybe, he's older. He's got gray hair, super tan, and he's got a runner's body. Yeah. And he takes off his t-shirt and on his back is a melanoma the size of a coffee plate like a dish. Yeah. It was a big huge brown like the size of my hand. Had no one on his, told him? How would he even know? How would he even know that it's back there? And I to this day wish that I had stopped and said something to him. Because there's no clearly nobody's told nobody's told him that he had it. And I felt I to this day I feel really bad about that. Not saying something to him like, "Hey, do you know what's going on with your back?" And he'd be like, "What?" Just take a look at your back when you get home. Because how many men turn around and look at their ass? They're not women. Women look at their ass all the time in the mirror. <laughs> women, men don't. They're looking at their dick. They're just like, hey, dick's looking. You know? You know, they're in there dancing around going, hey, dick's looking really good today. They're not looking look, at their the backs. helicopter. Woo! Yeah, they're swinging it like a tassel. But they're not looking at their back. That's true. That's so to this true. day, I wonder if he's dead from skin cancer or if someone finally said, hey, uh, Joe, what's, uh, what's going on back there on your back? What? What do you mean? Oh, my God. You know, I mean, that is it was alarming. It was alarming. So as far as men and going to doctors, they just I don't th- I, I don't know if it's not in their DNA. They just don't want to do it. I don't know why what they're so afraid of. God. That's... You know, Daryl, uh, real soon in the next few years, Daryl's going to have to go in for his colonoscopy. I've already
1: had one, so. You did? Yeah, that's how I f- they found out I had celiac disease.
0: When did you? I didn't know that. Why don't I remember that? When was this?
1: Well, it would have been 2013.
0: Oh, so not that long ago.
1: Yeah. And <gasps> they... How'd it go? <laughs> well, they give you like a bunch of Demerol. And... Oh. Well, I actually had an EGD and a colonoscopy at the same time. So they literally like
0: skewered you. Well,
1: I mean, they... I shouldn't say at the same time. I mean, in the same <laughs> sitting.
0: So, That's quite a kink.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I had to drink the stuff and like basically Ugh. like, you know, liquefy myself, which I didn't care about because I'm just like, well, this will be
0: a good start. You know, this is the flattest. My stomach has been in years. <laughs> basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I can't, you know, complain about extra weight because I'm like, it's all gone. So oh my God, now that I, I'm looking forward to. I didn't mind that part. Mm-mm. You get there and <laughs> you, you know i closed my they gave me the thing and then they started sticking the tube down my throat and i was gonna say like wait i'm not asleep yet but then as soon as i was just like i was like wait and then i was like (laughs) (laughs) so it fell asleep so you do go to sleep yeah and then i woke up just as she was like you know taking it out of my butt like a cork did you have anything in there they took some... No, I didn't have any polyps or anything oh, like that. Oh, that's good. Well, you're not... God, you're like a fetus. You shouldn't even need a colonoscopy no, at that age. But they did biopsies and they have like these little like finger-like things in your intestine that move everything along. Oh. Well, mine had been cut off. Uh-oh. And that's the sign of celiac disease.
0: Okay. Because
1: you're body is allergic to wheat or gluten or whatever wheat uh, barley rye oats and so oh my god it says if, you know if you're allergic to those things eventually it just cuts all those off and that's why you oh. those things are used to absorb and right, they also right. pass food along and so that's why also you get con- chronic diarrhea because Ugh. it, it just, just
0: blows right through you it just you. slicks
1: right through <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad you have only celiacs for God's sake. I mm. don't, re- I don't remember you and I even talking about your colonoscopy for some reason. I don't even know why, because that's that's a butt thing. You and I would have been all up in that. Yeah, really. I'm really
1: surprised. I, I guess this was before the show, or it was
0: before the show.
1: Could have been, yeah, or for sure. it was before the show. I don't really know.
0: Yeah, that's really weird. But you know, maybe it was one of those things where you said, "Yeah, I had it all was well," and you know, that was, and I have celiacs. I just remember that was the time period where my daughter Kenzie came down and said, "God, Aunt Bobby, you look so thin." You're like, "I have a disease." <laughs> you were really offended. You were really offended. And Mackenzie turned around, and looked at me. She goes, Psh, "I want her disease." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it when was. When I was funny. complaining
1: about then, I'd give anything to go back to that.
0: It's medication. It's pretend. It's faux. It's faux weight. It's not real. Yeah, real. It's not real.
1: So I'll post a picture of myself by like, by the way, this <laughs> is not the body you are
0: looking at. <laughs> this is an this is an illusion. An illusion. You need to subtract
1: <laughs> twenty pounds.
0: Yes. Well, I thought you looked really good. I saw you a couple weeks ago. I Thank thought you, you looked great. So whatever. Did you did you get your hair done? It looked like you had done your hair. I wasn't sure. No, I need to get it done, but Oh, okay. So Really quick, uh, before we go on to our hugly and awkward moments, and I found a couple. We have one submission and then another one that I found that was really funny. So if you do have an awkward moment, send it to us via social media, either me or Paula, on our Twitter or our Facebook is fine. And we will review and if it's a good one, then we will uh, we will review it on our show and we will determine how many points. Did I tell you about the did I Did I tell you about the one in Bangkok? No. Did I tell you our international one yet? Okay, that one will come. We're coming up to that one. Yes, that it's our first international ugly and awkward moment. So I will tell you about that. Can't wait. Anyway, so I was reading this little article and it made me really laugh. And it said stories of things that kids have broken that were super expensive And it said, tell us the most expensive thing your child or that you have ever broken. And, you know, well, and if it's a funny story, you know, they posted it. And so I was telling Daryl about it. And I said, you know, it made me laugh because there was a time where I was destructive as a child and I broke a lot of stuff. I was the kid that broke all the stuff in the house. (laughs) I said, if you ever ask our mom. I told Daryl this. I said, the next time we see our mom, I want you to say, hey, Jamie tells me there's something about her and antennas. And my mom will roar back, oh my God, she breaks every antenna ever known to man. We have never had an appliance that had an antenna that she did not break. That's true. I know. Isn't that weird? And and I said, she will go on a tirade about it because I remember as a kid playing with antennas and breaking them off. All the time, and back in the old days, back in the black and white days when I was a child, TVs had antennas, and so and radios and phones, yeah, everything, all of those,
1: things. and you also Cars. you needed those,
0: <laughs> yeah, back you in could the day, not have them. yes, I can't tell you how many times I remember putting foil creating foil antenna we did for our televisions because i broke the antennas all the time what was my fascination i can't even tell you i
1: don't know or we'd be laying out in the backyard and (laughs) we had the radio but it didn't have an antenna so it would just be like music but it'd be like in
0: the background (laughs) yes it's true I remember having, and you would, uh, I would, I would be the antenna. I would touch the, the completely serrated sharp end of where the antenna was. And I would touch it with my finger so I could listen to a song (laughs) because I broke it. I, I don't know what it was. I guess I just had a really heavy hand when it came to adjusting the television. In fact, I remember, um, I think it was our dad. We had an antenna where it was actually, he, he thought he could outsmart me. He bought the kind of antenna that you actually, there's a long uh, wire that you would kind of like screw into the back with the two little screws, like a grounder screw. Mm -hmm. And then the antenna was like a box and you could move it instead of having it attached to the TV, it was attached to this wire. And so you could move it around. Oh no, I broke that. Like I ripped it out of the back of the TV. (laughs) I mean, it was just, I mean, it must've been the most frustrating thing on the planet to do that that's ridiculous it really is ridiculous and i was trying to think what else i had done to break things as a kid and the most expensive thing that i ever broke and broke is kind of a general term was uh our dad bought a 66 mustang and he bought it and had it restored for me to drive Mm -hmm. because i always wanted one and it was such a I was so excited about it. So he had the thing, paint. He had it primed, and it. So the body was pristine. The motor was running. All that was left to do was paint it. I had chosen the color midnight blue, and it had little red flecks in it. So the thing was primed, and it was getting ready to be driven to the auto body shop for paint. And he said, "Well, why don't you back it out?" And I said, "Okay." First time ever in the car, by the way. Now, I can I can drive, but I was 16. And so he had me, he's like, just back it out of the shop because our dad owned an auto shop. I said, all right, no problem. So I, <laughs> I'll never forget this. He's standing in front of the car telling me how to back it out. So I'm backing it out. And because I'm 16 and not knowing how to do anything yet, I scraped the whole side of the car along the warehouse. Oh, my God. Our father is 100% Mexican, and he looked like a white man when (laughs) I backed that thing out. I have never seen his face so pale because it was like back then, you know. It, he, he, you know, when you're in the mechanic industry, when you're in the automotive industry, you know, everybody. So he probably got a really good deal on that body work. Yeah. And I ruined the whole passenger side of that car. And he's all get, get out of the car, get, get out us. of the car. He called me a moron, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I would have called yeah. you a moron. <laughs> yeah. And what's so funny is now, shockingly, I can understand why I never got it. I never got the car. He literally had it completely redone and sold it promptly. Yeah. I wasn't. A, I, he didn't give it to me.
1: Well, I just don't I, think you would have been able to handle such a nice car.
0: No, not at sixteen. So instead I got a baby blue Chevy pickup that backfired and scared the entire school (laughs) thinking that somebody had shot a rifle. God. But that's what I deserve. That's what I deserve. I was such a I wasn't a bad driver. I just was new. I had just gotten my license. I had no business. I mean, adults would say he she had no business. but, you know, that's not how you operate. It's your kid. You know, it's they're gonna be their car. They should back it out. Yeah oh god I don't even know how much that cost him but it must have been a lot but hey it wasn't as bad Allison totaled Allison has totaled our sister what three cars at least in her life? at least and she's so. gone
1: through how many purses and keys because she's left
0: them <laughs> on the top of her her car <laughs> she's one of those people that's right that's hilarious. And so true. Yeah. So I don't know what my deal was with antennas and all that stuff. This one was really funny. I read this one. It said uh, this couple, they said we had a 90 gallon saltwater tank with easily upwards of $3,000 worth of coral fish, etc. in it. I went to work a night shift and my son unplugged everything for the night. My husband didn't notice everything was dead in the morning and the house smelled. Oh, why would you unplug
1: everything?
0: Cause kids are dumb. That's the point. Turn so all dumb. Off. They just unplugged it and went, Well, you know, I mean 'cause kids are stupid. They do <laughs> things like that. And you know and really you know that the husband she'd be like, How in the world did you not know that the ninety gallon tank wasn't lit? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well now it's all dead. And you know, that's when they go, we're getting rid of the tank. Of course. We're not keeping this tank again. I am not spending $3,000 of my life to redo this stupid tank. Oh, what a nightmare. And 90 gallons is no small thing. That's huge. That's huge. That's a huge tank. This other one was really funny. I thought you would appreciate this one. It said, uh, my neighbor worked in the Diamond District of New York. He'd li- he'd given his wife a lot of diamond jewelry over the years. One day, she had cleaned it all and left it on a towel on the bathroom counter to dry. Their preschool-aged daughter decided to help mom wash her jewelry oh. in the toilet, and it got flushed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you? Can you even imagine? That makes me want to throw up. (laughs) I knew it would because you're such a jewelry person. And I (laughs) thought, can you even? And it was like, initially when I read it and I said, you know, remind me of that Brady Bunch episode where um, Jan borrowed mom's earrings and she wanted to wear them and they got ruined in the washer. Oh, I thought. Well, maybe they just put them in the washer and they got like stuck in the washer or something. But no, it was worse. They got flushed down the sewer of New York City.
1: Yeah, there's no way to get that stuff back. Like if it no, was a some... house, you could try and
0: no call plumber. But well, yeah, but not in New York, man. If you're in a penthouse or an apartment, there's some rats that are that that are wearing, you know, very nice diamond studs. (laughs) God, Just awful. And then this last one I thought was really funny. It, It said it was her younger sister. Somehow managed to ruin all the plumbing in one of the bathrooms of our house. This same sister also backed a golf cart into an air conditioning unit that had to be completely replaced, and it wasn't our unit or our golf cart. She also, <laughs> she also managed to ruin the engines of three separate cars. My great-grandfather used to say my mom could break a crowbar, and that saying now has been passed down to my sister. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like Allison. Oh God, that's so funny. And then I was telling Daryl about this whole thing because that's when I told him about the antenna thing. He goes, well, this this is crazy. I said, I know. I said, but let's not forget our children have, uh, they've ruined computers. They've shoved crap and you oh, know, things. Yeah. But one time it wasn't expensive per se, but there was a time when Daryl was working for a startup company. God, it was like 15 years ago, oh, a little longer. And uh, he w- we were, you know, doing really well he was doing a lot of travel back then it was in a really exciting time and he this was pre-digital everything had to be printed out and so he had printed out this super uh, proposal and he was going to dallas to pitch with this proposal mm-hmm. it was the final copy and uh our son decided to use that to create <laughs> his freaks of nature comic book <laughs> hobos they were hobos. And I so remember he, those. The entire proposal was a comic strip of hobos called Freaks of Nature. <laughs> and he couldn't replace it. He had to take it, just like it was. <laughs> it was awful, but it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. I know. It's so funny. Your kids probably haven't ruined anything yet. Oh, no.
1: Olivia ruined oh. our um, our Nintendo Wii. Oh, no. We only had it for like two years, but she kept shoving CDs in there. Oh, how funny. Kind of like Tyler kept shoving business cards in the floppy disk drive mm-hmm. of the computer at mom's house.
0: Yeah, there's always been those. I Daryl has heard the story, but I don't think it's been told really well to him from our mother's point of view. When I caught the house on fire when I was a toddler. <laughs> Oh, God, that, that was the one where uh, it was back in the, you know, the 70s where everybody had those super long matches. Oh, yeah. And they were really fancy. And everybody, you know, I'm going to light the fire with this three foot long match, <laughs> you know. And so we my mom said we had those. And, you know, she said you were like. 18 months old or something, you were really young, but you would watch us light the fire every night, you know, after everybody got home and we, you would watch me, me or your dad light the fire. And, you know, we weren't too irresponsible. We put the matches on the mantle. You couldn't get Uh, them. But I, she said I was vacuuming and I had moved the couch over to, toward the fireplace so I could get where the, where the couch was. And you promptly Climbed up the couch, and this is me she's talking about. I promptly climbed up the couch, grabbed the matches, sat on the couch, and the phone rang. And so our mom was talking on the phone, and I opened up the matches and started to light them all and just let them go. And I mean, it's really lucky that I didn't kill myself. Or burn yourself. The couch caught on fire, and I'm sitting on this couch. And of course, mom smells smoke. And she comes running in. And here I am sitting on a smoldering couch with matches. (laughs) And so they had to break the front window and throw the my mom, who, you know, she has T-Rex arms like the rest of us. Right. She grabbed me and then obviously called the fire department. And she was throwing cushions and the couch out the window because the house was going to catch on fire. Back then, things weren't flame retardant. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it was bad. It could have been really bad. I do have a very slight memory of fire people, fire department people. But I don't remember anything else. Obviously, I was a baby. But I think that and that wasn't even my most expensive thing. She said I she goes to this day. I don't know. She's like, I always knew you were going to be really smart. But I mean, that was just unbelievable. And of course, you know, everybody makes the mom feel bad. Like you weren't watching or, you know, something right. Like that. When it really wasn't, it was just, I was precocious. I think I also stuck a bobby pin in a uh, plug. <laughs> God. You know, see, And I remember the bobby pin mark on my finger. I so. remember mom
1: evacuating us out of a house one time. It was like 3 a.m. Mm. And we were all standing across the street in our pajamas with <laughs> our dog, uh, yes. Megan Rue. Yes. They had the fire department come out. They were searching the house because mom smelled a gas leak. Oh, yeah. And so she was afraid that the house was going to, like, explode. Or we were going to die of carbon monoxide. There was two, actually, there was two fire trucks and, like, all these firemen walking around and everything like that. They've can kind of, they came over to us and they're like we think your dog got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> That's all it was.
1: <laughs> That's
0: all it Aww, was.
1: we are a ridiculous family.
0: Kids are ridiculous. They do so many stupid things, but then we wouldn't have these funny stories. So keeps what things exciting. I know. All right. Well, uh, now it's time for our uh, segment: Hugly and awkward moments of the week. So here's the first ugly and awkward moment of the week. She calls it the travel edition. Uh, Okay, first of all, this is Jessica. And she is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I believe she's a model. At the very least, she does makeup stuff on. uh, She does like, she's almost like a makeup. I don't know what. It's a little vague to me because she's from Canada. And so, but she's definitely model material, no Mm -hmm. doubt. But anyway, she travels a lot. And so she's like, I'm currently traveling to Southeast Asia and somehow managed to spend four days in the jungle, leaving with just a few bruises, which I I don't even know how I would be so afraid of spiders. It's like out of my mind that she went to the jungle for four days. Yesterday, I got to Bangkok. I was staring at this little dog that was barking at everyone walking past and suddenly tripped off the curb into a busy road and fell onto my hands and knees, ripping open my knee and bleeding all over. Everyone just stopped and stared at the tall, lanky white girl on all fours <laughs> in the road. Oh, and my then she, gosh. She got, then she got up. She goes, I then proceeded to ugly cry the entire way to the hotel. <laughs> and I'm Aww. like... And, of course, I responded and said, yeah, that completely qualifies. It's an international ugly and awkward moment. Second, I would be so pissed at that dog. I would have turned around and wanted to kick it. I would have kicked it with my bad knee. Right? I would have said, look what you did. See? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that qualifies as an ugly and awkward moment for real. Oh, my God. And, you know, already in a foreign land and then doing something like that, which, you know, I would have done. You know, you would have done it. I mean, we all would have done it. If you're awkward, it happens. And then later she sent me a picture of her knee. And it was all (laughs) bruised and bloody. And I was like, you poor thing. I know. I said, oh, my God. It was like even puffy. Like her little shin was puffy. And I said, oh, God, I've been there. I've been there. Oh, please. I've seen your bruised hip. Oh, yeah, that's true. You're just as bad. It's true. It's so true. And then. The other day, okay, so that's the first one, which I think is the winner. But this other one, Erica, Erica is a listener and she submitted, she had submitted two. Her first one, I can't remember right now, but it was really good. Oh, it was the kickboxing one. Remember, she, she got punched. Yeah, we in the talked face. about that one last yes, week. Yes, that was last week. So, this, this week, I wanted to share her second one, which was uh, she used to work at a grocery store. And if you recall, you and I were talking because, you know, I have a lot of awkward moments at the grocery store. And one time I had actually taken someone's basket. Oh, I had right. taken someone else's basket and I went like, I got two, ro- two aisles away before I realized it wasn't my basket. Anyway, she said, yeah, I worked at a grocery store and I found a basket which appeared abandoned and I'm paraphrasing I, that appeared abandoned, but it had a cane in it. I didn't think anything of it. So I just took it to the front. She goes, and then, like, minutes later, there's this poor little old man wobbling to the front of the store, caneless, looking for his cane and his things. She goes, I felt like such an idiot that I'd stolen his poor old man's stuff. Has anybody seen my cane? Excuse me. I'm struggling. Where's my cane? Am I Metamucil? I just need those things. Oh, my god. And I I, I have a bad hip. (laughs) Yeah, really. I fell down in Bangkok. And this dog. It's like I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> but anyway, oh my god, I know. Well, I think Jessica wins. Yes, of course. And I hope that you know something bad happened to the dog. Stupid dog. Maybe it has fleas. <sighs> something barking at everyone and making people fall. What a Stupid, mean dog, dumb dog. I know. So anyway, so Jessica, you get twenty thousand points because it was an international, and you, inv- yeah. you included others. Exciting! And, uh, you even have a mark to prove it. So that's an amazing. That's a that's a top tier ugly and awkward moment for sure. So uh, congratulations. I don't know. So the competition
1: is on, everyone. Yeah. Sending us your uh, huggly and awkward moments. Uh, Please. They're fun to read. And And they're
0: hilarious.
1: (laughs) Fun to judge.
0: And so we we, we like it. Yes, for sure. I love them as well. So anyway, I don't think we really have much more to discuss. We've really covered the gamut this week. Yes, I think that's all. So happy hump day.
1: Hope mm-hmm. you have a fabulous rest of your week and weekend. We will be talking to uh, you guys next week about Valentine's Day. So that will be coming up holiday. That will be coming up this Sunday. So we look forward to that. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See
0: you next time on The Ugly Truth.